When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. What's up? It is NFL Draft Week. We are here. Olin is back. It is the CHGO Bears podcast presented by PointsBet. Use promo code CHGO. When you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000, welcome in. Let's make a pact, Chicago. The rest of this week will be better than that awful weekend of sports we just endured. Oh, I hope so. Brutal. Brutal basketball. I don't want to even talk about my White Sox. That's embarrassing. Frankly, I don't even know what the Cubs did. Um, Blackhawks, too. The, the, (laughs) The fire. Like, literally every sports team in Chicago... Just had a rough weekend. The uh, Milwaukee Bucks is a good basketball oh, team. Very good. Yeah, uh, the point guard is Holiday. Mm-hmm. That's defense he plays now. Oh, Drew Holiday. That's defense. I was wondering, I, I think it was the Bears game. I mean, the Bulls game. Did you guys hear uh, Van Gundy's quote? He was talking about, and he's an old ball coach. I'm, I'm an old ball guy, so obviously. But he said, um, competitive character, character, true competitive spirit. Everybody now knows what to say to the media after games. But when you watch, it's hard to find great competitors. And when you do, you may have to overpay for that. And I think it's money well spent. Mm-hmm. And coming into draft week, I thought to myself, like, yeah. that is well said. And obviously, yeah. he's an old ball guy. You know, we love this whole, like, dream of co- uh, competitive guys. And they make a big difference on the team. But um, I thought that was well said. But when you watch the Bucks play – Holiday, the point guard. I mean, that guy competes on every play, man. And then, Absolutely. obviously, Giannis is just a freak. But, um, like you guys said, draft week, what an exciting week, man, for, for players and their families. Mm-hmm. And it really is a good week for football players and guys coming out of college. And, and I know there's the whole team aspect, and we follow, the, we follow the Chicago Bears, and, gosh, we hope to hit on the two second-round picks. But – Man, uh, for the families and the kids going through this week and the guys about mm-hmm. to get drafted, congratulations to all of them. And that is a great point, only because that's, in essence, that's a lot of what the draft is about, right? Like trying to find the guys that are going to have that competitive fire, mm-hmm. be obsessed mm-hmm. with the game, yeah, well be said. responsible off the field, mm. which unfortunately is another thing we have to talk about to start the show today because over the weekend, Byron Pringle was arrested for essentially reckless driving, suspended license. He was doing donuts in his car, allegedly, mm. with uh, one of his children in the car. It, it, t- 
tough subject to talk about, but mm. it, it kind of goes back to the draft conversation, though, because you want to find guys that are not going to do things like this off right. the field. Mm -hmm. right. And here's a wide receiver who, by the way, is only on a one-year deal. <laughs> donut gate. Yeah, the donut, donut gate. gate from Nomad there. Love it. <laughs> so, you know what? Let's put that off. Let's oh. not start negatively the guy who's again. Dealt with it. Yeah, the guy's so dealt with it. We will address it. But uh, it's time to bring in a, a general manager, a former Bears general manager, that knows a little bit about something. Mm -hmm. Finding guys that love football, that don't want to be putting up with their phone ringing on a weekend in April with some guy who got arrested for doing donuts in a parking lot. Jerry Angelo is with us. You know him. You love him. Of course, Olin knows him well. Jerry, thanks so much for joining our show today. We'll get, we'll get his uh, video fixed, but... Uh, a lot of years here with Jerry. Uh, been through a few contract negotiations with him. A lot of drafts, right? I think he's 11 years, uh, the Bears general manager. Let's try him again, Jerry. I'm not sure if we had the audio correct. We got you now? Okay, do you hear me? Yeah, we, yeah, got, you. we got you. That's awesome. Great. Hey, good, good to see you, Jerry. You. Hey, Owen. Good seeing you, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> you know what, Owen? Just looking at you right now, I think I like that human a little bit better. <laughs> those those uh those contracts you gave me have done me well jerry i appreciate that man oh man okay you don't tell the rent where the cheese is Owen. you're right about that. Uh, hey so jerry give us an idea it's monday of nfl draft week what's going on this week what what kind of last checks and balances is going on in the front office if you guys try to set that final board that you're going to follow uh, diligently throughout the draft as things get crazy and crazy and you get unexpected things thrown your way? Well, I think right now everybody's uh, set. They know what they want to do. Um, draft day is the day of uh, acting, not reacting. All the uh, what-ifs, the scenarios uh, are being played through uh, you know, this week. Uh, listening to calls, in particular teams that uh, may uh, – be serious about traits and particularly with your pick um, and then if you feel like uh, there's something you may want to do you may float some things to teams but right now it's just uh, I don't want to say posturing but you're just listening and just going over uh, your strategy just making sure everybody's on the same page it's when you have an offensive player and a defensive player, maybe grade the same, and you have all these holes on a roster, how do you determine what kind of player to draft? Do you go to your, your offensive and defensive coaches, have that discussion when you do have a bunch of areas that need to get addressed and maybe limited draft capital? You know, good question. And uh, probably the best way to, uh, uh, to answer that question, I was, uh, before we uh, got with the uh, or do anything in terms of prioritizing players. I first wanted to know from our coaches what the four positions were, offense, defensively. So maybe on offense, uh, you would get uh, a center, a tackle, running back, wide receiver, tight end. I would exclude the quarterback. Those would be the five fourth positions on offense, defensively. Uh, most likely, you would get two defensive linemen. Mike Backer, a safety, and a corner. So you have 10 positions now that you were saying these are our core positions. 
we want to get the best possible players at these 10 positions. And then that would help you prioritize how you're going to set the board. And to answer your question, if two players, similar grades, well, if one's that poor player, then obviously he would take precedent, you know, on draft day. Jerry, I got two questions for you. Uh, obviously, first of all, do you remember bringing in an undrafted free agent named Ryan Poles, who now is uh, the general manager for the Chicago Bears? And then number two is um, when you do come in, you, you did it. You came in here. We weren't winning a lot. And you have to change and take a, like a really clear-eyed look at what the building has and what it doesn't have. And then you hire Lovey Smith and kind of – They've gone back to it with Coach Eberflus here, who is of the Tampa 2, same, preaches almost the same thing that Lovey does. How does that whole process look when you have to change the building, get everybody on the same page, try to change the culture, but yet try to uh, switch the whole team to where you can start winning consistently? That's a tough one, Homer. Uh, certainly not easy to do, particularly when you don't have an established quarterback in place. So you better have a, uh, a blueprint for that. And I felt like we did. But uh, going back when I first came into Chicago, there, that was a very good nucleus of players, Owen. Uh, you know, uh, we had, uh, you know, Kate Count, I believe. That was, you know, first and foremost, how we were going to address that. But thankfully, we had Jim Miller. You know, so we had a good guy in the bullpen, a guy we can win with. Uh, and, uh, you know, from there, uh, you know, we won a lot of games, uh, won the division. As I said, there was a good core there. Now, we made the transition over to Lovey, uh, and that was a total transition. We were 3-4, go to 4-3. Uh, offensively, uh, we brought Ron Turner in, and Ron had a familiarity with uh, Chicago football. So... Uh, the biggest thing uh, was the defense, and I think, uh, and I, I, I see this with the Bears now, they're measuring. They're not uh, going to do anything, uh, you know, totally out of the box until they know who they are. So in that first year, you have your blueprint. You want to, uh, you know, really evaluate your football team, make sure everybody's on the same page, get through that first year uh, the best you can, and uh, you know, then you know, uh, you know uh, what you need to do for your agency draft. Hey, Jerry, I, we appreciate you having on. We're going to try to clean up your audio if we can, or um, there's just something coming back and forth a little bit here. So, uh, But we appreciate Jerry Angelo jumping on with mm -hmm. us. It's awesome hearing his perspective, and I understand that people are, are having a hard time listening with it. So, Jerry, thanks so much, uh, but we'll see if we can clear that up. Let's let's go back to um, just this. I want to talk about real quick, mm -hmm. going back to Byron, Byron Pringle and that issue. One thing I just want to make perfectly clear, because I think, you know, this time of year, things get blown up a little bit, stuff like mm -hmm. that. The Bears needed a wide receiver before that happened over the weekend. Mm -hmm. They still need multiple <laughs> wide receivers after it happened. So this idea, because I've seen this in a couple places in the last 48 hours, that the arrest of Byron Pringle over the weekend is going to alter the Bears' draft strategy. Mm. I don't think it alters anything. Like, their needs are still the same as they were before. He was on a one-year contract for, like, around $4 million that, 
when you're on a one-year contract, you can't ever feel safe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I don't necessarily know if this infraction is worth just cutting them and saying goodbye necessarily. But if it did happen, I probably wouldn't blink and be like, okay, man. You know? It, yeah, and, and that's that's where you worry about a guy. Like, you're just worried about Byron Pringle and his career. Mm-hmm. We used to have a saying in NFL locker room, you better be good enough. If you make a mistake, you True. better be good enough to justify them keeping you around while you're giving them headaches. Right? The better you are, the more headaches you can give somebody. If you're not that good, which Brian Pringle has not proven to be that good in his NFL career, you just don't want to be getting arrested no matter how small the infraction may seem, right? So um, NFL players, the guys are younger. There's money involved. There's fast cars. Uh, these guys are, listen, I'm always surprised when people are surprised when stuff like this happens. This is a violent football game played by violent, passionate men. They're going to make some dumb decisions. Uh, my, my, when I was 20 years old, I came out of my rookie year. I got drafted by Chicago Bears. I got a DUI almost immediately. That's how dumb I was. It was a dumb mistake. And we can all grow up, and, mm-hmm. and they put things in my contract that could be a problem. So this is not the end all for Brian Pringle. They need a wide receiver, as Adam said. They need an offensive lineman. The closer we get to the draft, the more I think to myself, they can't justify doing anything else with those two second-round picks but giving guys to work with Justin Fields. That's what they have to do there. Mm-hmm. In, in my mind. In, in my mind, they, they can't justify doing anything else except building around Justin Fields and giving him guys that could possibly be Pro Bowl-type players. So uh, as far as Pringo goes, I don't think anybody expected him to be a number one receiver. Uh, people expected him to at least contribute. Uh, the way their, their free agency went, Nicholas, uh, you were hoping that he would have a big year, be a Akeem Hicks type, come out of nowhere, right? But, uh, you know, what happened with Joby? what happened with Brian Allen, uh, now it's happening with Pringle. It's just they don't need this news this week. Yep. Yeah, and the thing is it's like you just don't want to see that, right? As a general manager who spoke glowingly about Byron Pringle when, mm-hmm. you know, Adam, you were down in, in Florida there. So seeing that is, I think, just disappointing. But the whole, like, on Bears Twitter saying you got to cut the guy because of this, like, I don't, I don't think that's really the case. It's just, you know, he made a mistake. Imagine Olin, like, social media was as big as oh, it man. is now back then. Mm. All the things that you heard. would hear about. Yes. You would hear um, it's, it's a different atmosphere, mm-hmm. right? And, and he's obviously, I think he's 28, and you don't like to hear there's a kid in the car. I'd be lying if I told you that my dad didn't do donuts with me in the car. So uh, <laughs> these, <laughs> there's just different. Everyone's different, different grows up mm-hmm. differently. Uh, you hate to hear the fact that he was argumentative with the police. Mm-hmm. You hate to hear that yeah. stuff. But um, – it's just like you talked about, right? We're, we're trying to get to know this new general manager. And you want to get to trust the things he tells you on the podium. Yeah. He told us Brian Pringle was this great teammate, contributor, vouched for him. Now this, right? It's just, it's just things on a, a team that can handle these kind of things uh, is a team that's been successful for a while. True. Yeah. The, Bears the Bears haven't had a lot of success. So now this is just another mark against them. It makes you question them again. Something that none of us, nobody, I guess the best way to put it, Adam and Nicholas, is this. We didn't want to talk about it this week. No. no. Ryan Pose definitely doesn't want to talk about it this week. Right? Nobody not. wants to talk about Ryan Pringle when there's about to be some young guys in here who just accomplished, fulfilled part of their dream. 
Absolutely. Yeah, and by the way, Ryan Poles is talking to the media tomorrow pre-draft, so mm -hmm. he's going to talk a lot this week. This is the one week of the year you hear the GM constantly, so we'll hear what he has to say about this. That's what I'm saying. And, and, right, and, right. And, and, you know what, though? One of the mistakes of the last regime, in my opinion, was not taking chances on guys. So as long as you set yourself up. Well, it, and then there's, a, there's what, like, do you worry about that? Yeah. Do you guys worry about that now where, like, George and Ted are like, no. Yeah. Well, I think we have Jerry back. Jerry, I'm sorry about the audio issues. We're trying to work them out. I hope we got you now. Um, but but thanks for sticking with us here. Let's start. We've been talking about Byron Pringle, who was arrested over the weekend. He's on a one-year contract for about $4 million. Since you're a GM, let's, I want to ask you about that. How hard is it to juggle guys that might have red flags? What is? How much can you stomach off-the-field issues while also trying to sell, set yourself up with the contracts in a way where if something does come up where you might have to cut a guy uh, theoretically that you're not that you actually can do it based on what the contract looks like and basically you can take a risk on a guy without it costing the team too much right well you know it's a reward and risk business obviously you have to be very calculated when you do it uh, you know you're going to make mistakes uh, but the worst thing you can do when you make a mistake is try to justify it. You know, cut your losses and move on. If a player has an off incident, then he really better bring something to the table. We think Johnson, absolute nightmare. Good player on the field, uh, but he just couldn't, uh, you know, help himself. We did as much as we could. And I'm using this as an example, and I really like Bank uh, as a person, as a player. Uh, but sometimes, you know, I always said this, players cut themselves. You know who you are, and you know uh, what the business is about. And if you do something stupid, there are going to be consequences. You know, general managers, coaches alike have to make that decision. But the um, thing you don't want, uh, you don't want baggage. And the other thing is the maintenance, you know, that uh, a player brings. People won't talk about that, you know, and uh, that's a big issue. Is he worth the maintenance, the negative publicity? You know, what are you telling your fan base? What are you telling the locker room? These are all the questions that you have to answer, you know, um, you know if you decide to, you know, continue on. Headphones or something. We know, like guys like me and you, it's hard to get this stuff to work. But <laughs> we appreciate you coming on, taking your time, man, and it's good to see you. Oh, same here, only. Thank you, guys. Thank Everyone. you. Thanks, Jerry Angelo, former general manager of the Chicago Bears. That's honestly too bad um, oh, because I, he's got so much great insight mm -hmm. and would would have loved to to hear more. And I know uh, he was getting through some of that. We're all kind of trying, trying to get through it. it. Yeah, I did like the one comment that came in. Come on, Rogers, fix it. You know, uh, you know. So, hey, uh, you know what? We uh, this is. He said he did say there. He alluded to the mate. Are they worth the maintenance? Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's what we're saying about Ryan Pringle. When you have a new general manager, uh, all the press the Bears have took this year, which haven't been a lot of good press. Yeah. And on draft week, when all it is is positive, mostly right. They just had their first 
uh, mini camp. Um, like like Adam brought up, you're going to hear from Ryan Pose a lot, Nicholas. Now he's going to have to answer this. Yeah, he definitely is. And actually, Olin, you mentioned mini camp. We noticed that when we were there, Adam and I, that there were a couple of players not there at the voluntary mini camp, mm-hmm. like a Jalen Johnson being maybe the one of the bigger names, a Robert Quinn being a veteran, though. Mm-hmm. How um how do you take that for as, as obviously being a former player if you don't show up to a voluntary mini camp? Um, I I always wondered. I I didn't take it personally, you know. I I always kind of wondered why, like, well, what else. What else are you doing? Mm-hmm. You know, like there's not much to do in the offseason, really. Uh, when they're there, unless I'm mistaken, they're there at 8 in the morning, you leave at noon uh, during most days of the week. Um, but nowadays, a guy like Jalen Johnson, Robert Quinn, I, I, you don't worry about them in September, August. You'd like them to make the three days. You'd mm-hmm. like to see all your teammates, uh, get to know everybody, have them run around. But I will always say this. Uh, the farther away you get from the football – the more those guys don't have to be there that much. Those guys are just kind of they, – they do okay. their yeah. jobs, right? And like Robert Quinn, I'm going to line him up, and he's going to bend like Gumby to the quarterback. <laughs> no matter what scheme he's in, no matter what, no matter what he's doing, uh, as long as he's in top shape. Nowadays with the NFL, uh, if you're worried about these guys, put, put somebody on a private jet. Go see what they're doing. That's, that's, to me, that's not hard to do, especially those two guys. Those are two pretty mm-hmm. important guys. You'd like to see them here, new coaching staff, uh, new defensive line coach, new cornerback coach, new defensive coordinator. You'd like to see him in the building, especially for those three days. But remember now, unless I'm mistaken, and you guys correct me if I'm wrong, this is an extra mini camp. Yeah. yeah. Right? yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, there's, there's a lot more work left to be done, and I'm sure they looked at it that way. Yeah. Like, this yeah. is an extra one. It's a bonus. It almost yeah. happens too quickly because, you know, the, the way they ramp you up, um, now, they did get to go to House Hall a couple weeks earlier, but, you know, if you're a guy like Robert Quinn, you're like, great, that just means, like, two less weeks of my offseason before I got to, you, know, mm-hmm. you know, show up to work. Uh, so, I I think it's a case-by-case business uh, basis. And, you know, Jalen Johnson, though, there's still somebody, you're still on your rookie deal. You still got something to prove. I, I'd like to know where, where he was, but, you know, Robert Quinn, certainly, I don't, I don't worry about him. Um, I, d- I did want to finish a thought earlier as we were trying to bring – Jerry back on and just the idea of tolerating risk Mm -hmm. and I think that the last regime I don't know if they were just so startled by what happened with Ray McDonald and how much that backfired and really put a lot a lot of that fell on George McCaskey because he publicly talked about it and signed Mm -hmm. off on it and then it backfired quickly but that was such an extreme example that I almost felt like they went too far the other way, where like anybody with a red flag, they crossed off the list immediately. And so the point I was getting at earlier is, you know, regardless of what player it is, if you're, you got a guy who might have some character issues, as long as you stomach, you know, you can take the risk, but give yourself an out. So this is a one-year contract. Mm. The problem I might have a little bit with the contract is that, 3.9 of the 4.1, I think it is, is guaranteed right off the bat as a signing bonus. And that can give a player a little bit of complacency, right? You're like, you're here's the money up front, right? I like contracts a lot of times where it's incentive-based or 
You got to show up to the games. You got to get those kinds. Now, I'm all for players getting their money, the ones that earn it, right? So this goes back to what you were saying, Olin. Like, are you good enough to be able to put up with some of this stuff? And so by kind of front-loading one contract where almost all of the money is the signing bonus. Now, sometimes those signing bonuses can be recuperated if you end up getting arrested and things like that happen. So I don't know what's going to end up happening in this situation. My guess is Byron Pringle gets another opportunity here. Yep. It's not yeah, all thrown away be because of donuts in the parking lot. I'm not trying to, to overblow this thing. All I'm trying to say is I'm okay with Ryan Poles taking more risks than Ryan Pace did. Mm-hmm. As long as there are ways to get out of it, if like the, the bottom line with the Ray McDonald thing, as stupid of a signing as it was, because his red flags were like up to here as <laughs> maximized as they could have been, they did get out of it just fine. Uh, it was just bad PR for yeah, a couple I, months. Let, let's be honest about not where we are salary cap wise, right? I mean, um, receivers are making what did Tyreek Hill and Devontae Adams sign for? 30, 30 yeah. million a year. So, uh, really, Pringle's contract, even though it's three point nine guaranteed, yeah. that's not that's sure. that's really backup wide receiver money nowadays, right? Mm-hmm. So um, that's what they gave. And, and now, you know, I just don't like you're saying. Like, gosh, I don't want to be talking about Brian Pringle the week of the draft, right? Like that, that's that's the only <laughs> yeah. problem with yeah. all of this. And like you're saying, um, hopefully, there's not more to the story. Uh, hopefully, it was donuts in the parking lot. And it's something they'll talk to them about and say, let's not do this stupid stuff again, especially don't be arguing with the police officers and all that kind of things that you have to go through when you make a mistake like this. Uh, but like the Bears don't want to, uh, we don't want to spend too much time on Brian Pringle. It's true. Let's talk about another guy that hopefully we're not talking about too much uh, come the season, but mm-hmm. the Bears did sign an offensive lineman. Right. Julian Davenport, guy who's been around, fourth-round mm-hmm. pick, out of Bucknell a few years ago, I think 2017 draft. Um, and he's bounced around a little bit. He was he was originally involved in that Laramie Tunstall trade. Okay. He was drafted by draft. the Texans. He went to Miami in that trade and then was in Indianapolis last year uh, where Matt Eberflus was, obviously on the other side of the football. But it's a guy who's had some starting experience. The tape though, is the reason why he's not guaranteed more starting experience. And I think, ideally, he is suited as a possible candidate to be that swing tackle come the regular season. Hopefully, that's what you're talking about with the Julian Davenport. And I have to say, we talked about this last week as a position of need. One of the most glaring things, Olin, when we stepped out on that practice field last week, it wasn't just, oh, Larry's at left tackle – Tevin's at right, which, by the way, we want to get your thoughts on, too. But it was like, wait, who's the backup right. when one of these guys inevitably goes down or struggles? Now, there, there is a lot left to do, right? Especially with the offensive line, which we were told that's basically what Ryan Pose sold George McCaskey and Ted Phillips on that he was going to fix mm-hmm. was the offensive line. So uh, you expect that in this draft coming – is, is a few more bodies with a couple yep. high picks. I, I, I would almost expect two out of those first three picks to be offensive linemen yeah. and get them in the building because you have to eventually put assets there. You have to put money where your mouth is. You keep saying they got to fix this. We haven't seen anything yet. They didn't, well, they didn't go out and get Armstead. They tried to sign Brian Allen, but they didn't want to pay above what the Rams were paying him, so they ended up with Lucas Patrick. Right, they went after uh, Bates for the Buffalo Bills. Didn't get him. The Bills matched. 
both contracts, they didn't offer a ton, right? We just talked about wide receiver. Mm -hmm. Basically, they paid the their uh, Lucas Patrick and Bates. They basically offered them backup money to be starters for the Chicago Bears, right? Starting offensive linemen now in the NFL guards, 10, 10 or more million, right? Centers, 10 or more million, at least eight or nine up there. Both guys offered $4 million. So we haven't seen them make a run at this position yet. You got to imagine they're thinking the right. draft, Nicholas, is where it's at. Yeah, that's where I have. I'm going to have an article come out later today where it's an all-offensive draft. And Irflus talked about, like, hey, uh, Luke Getze, you got a lobby for me. Alan Williams, you got a lobby. Well, Getze wins in this scenario that I have. And just uh, I do have some linemen at the top of that. So definitely check that out later. But, um, Adam, I saw someone say that they, they just need bodies. And I think that's kind of like the main thing that we're coming, or, you know, talking about here is like, the Bears need bodies. Davenport's a body. Are you, <laughs> are, you, are you guys comfortable going to the season with Borum as your starting left tackle? Let's hold that thought. Okay. Because I actually want to ask you that same question. First, we got to tell our, our listeners and viewers here, if you haven't already, the best way to support CHGO is to download the PointsBet app. Use code CHGO when you sign up. If you do that right now, you'll get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. But that's not it. If you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership where you can read that all-offensive draft that Nick was just talking about or my Bears things column coming out with the perfect draft. Ooh. That's what I'm calling it. Really just how things could perfectly fall for the Bears if – which it won't, by the way. <laughs> um, but if you make if you make that fifty dollars more first time deposit, you get that free membership, unlocks all of that web content, and you get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. Two thousand dollars in free bets, the free CHGO membership, and a free T-shirt, potentially like the one I'm wearing today from the CHGO locker, all for making more than a fifty dollars first time deposit at PointsBet. Any questions, email PointsBet at allchgo.com. We'll help you out. Your home for live in-play betting just got even better. Introducing PointsBet's new feature, the live NBA same-game parlay. Build the perfect live NBA same-game parlay only with PointsBet. You can boost those parlays too. Watch live, parlay live, boost live, all with PointsBet. And online sign-up is available now in Illinois. Download that app, the PointsBet app, Right now, register your account from start to finish all on your phone. What are you waiting for once the game starts? Don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Support for CHGO is brought to you by Manscaped. Here we go. Here we go. Who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming? That's right. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code 20BEARS at Manscaped.com. If my math is correct, that's about 8 million balls. So now you have that. Every guy has unfortunately had a two- Wait, what kind of math was that? Um, the math that Manscaped okay. does. Okay. <laughs> so every guy has, had, has unfortunately had a too-close encounter while trying to preserve, well, those family jewels. So Manscaped decided to absolutely change the game, and they have done so with the Performance Package 4.0. Inside the package, you'll find the Lawnmower 4.0 Trimmer, Weed Whacker, Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance boxer briefs and a travel bag told all your goodies. 
So it's time to take care of yourself. Go to manscaped.com and get 20% off plus free shipping with code 20BEARS. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code 20BEARS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. And use code 20BEARS. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Joe says he loves the ball talk. Hey, that's what we do here. We talk ball on the CHGO Bears podcast. Eight million balls, apparently. Well, that's a lot of balls. Olin, yes, sir. your question that you asked right before that outstanding break we just had. Yes. Larry Borum starting at left tackle. Yeah. How did you phrase it? Am I okay with him starting the season at left tackle? Are you comfortable? If he is the only option. Well, I'm not comfortable if he's the only option. What I will say is I am well, okay. Well, we're going to say Davenport. Okay, yeah. da- right now it's Davenport, Jenkins, Borum. Mm-hmm. Right where the Bears are drafting. You'd have to say the only other option would be either Dwayne Brown or Fisher, the yeah. free agents. Yeah. Right, because uh, you expect the top four or five tackles to be gone. And I don't think Fisher's signing a contract right now to compete for left tackle, unless he's totally forced to. Well, come yeah, August. unless, like, you know, probably everybody thought about that about Jason Peters last year, right? Like, he's sure probably he not going to come off a fishing boat, right. but sure enough, Well, he I does. just mean, like, Peters may have had offers this time of year to go compete for a job. He waited till gotcha. August when it was like, hey, we need you to come start week one. You, you, think, you, know uh, I mean? you think Fisher hasn't been offered a contract yet? Uh, by the Bears? Or I, no, I just, by anybody. I, I just, no, no, I'm not saying that. I'm just, I don't know if he's been presented an offer where it's like, hey, man, we want you to come be our left tackle. Gotcha. It, mm. it might be like, hey, well, we have these two young tackles. If, just, if you're the Bears potentially off in a contract, which I don't know if that's happened. I'm just saying, hey, if you come here to Chicago – just so you know, we got some guys here that we kind of hope end up being our tackles, but we want you to come sign up, be potentially the swing backup, or end up being the starter if it doesn't work out. At his point in his career, I don't know if he's up for that. Regardless, getting back to your your question, I like how they're starting this. I am okay with them giving Larry Borum the chance to fail at left tackle or mm-hmm. earn the job because I think Tevin Jenkins – ideally has a higher chance of succeeding if he's just the right tackle. And there's enough that we saw from Larry Borm in a very, very small sample size, mm-hmm. mind you, that intrigues me to at least, hey, let's get you out there to start a training camp when the pads go on, see how you handle it. I'm not saying that that's going to be the answer or I feel great about that being the week one thing. It depends on how he performs in training camp. Unfortunately, the kid last year suffered that concussion when he got that opportunity. Sure, yep. He missed a lot of practices in training camp, and we really never got to see that. Yeah, for me, I, I mean, I do like Larry Warren being at that left tackle for now, but, I, like, to be, feel comfortable with him, Davenport, and then obviously we have Jenkins over there too, I, I think that just kind of shows the direction also that they might, might want to go in the draft, go find a left tackle. And I don't think Jason Pierce is going to come back off the boat and kind of save you there anymore, but... I would think if that's the case, that's what they're thinking, mm. drafting somebody. Yeah, I, I just round. don't know if you find a starting left tackle in the draft in the later rounds, right? I think yeah. once uh, Iquanu and Cross and Penning go um, and Neil from Alabama, uh, it, for this draft really falls off at the tackle spot. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's going to be – now, uh, Tyler Smith, I think we did, yep. um, really – 
kind of a project, though. He, when he someone uses his hands like that on film, you worry about him in the NFL. Uh, obviously, um, any tackle that would come in here, you'd work against. The good thing for Borum and any tackle is you're going to be working against Robert Quinn. True. And, and there's not a better pass rusher in the NFL. Last year, um, at that position, he's going to give you all the problems you can handle. It'll get you ready for the season. But um, am I comfortable with Borum at, at just having the same guys we had last year? No. Yeah. No, but mm-hmm. I don't know, besides signing Teron Armstead, uh, which they didn't do, um, and then Dwayne Brown, who's out there, because we keep talking about Fisher, but I think Dwayne Brown is actually right now uh, the, the better answer. He was a left tackle for the Seahawks last year. He was actually uh, in Houston when they traded for Tunsil and all. Anyway, yeah. mm-hmm. um, I think he's the guy to go. I just would like a guy like that there, and that may be their plan. That may be what they are eventually going to do, see how the draft, and they don't want the guy here now like you guys are saying because then you take reps away from Borum yeah. at left tackle. But uh, these reps, I hate to say this, they're basically useless, right? They, they can't put guys in front of each other anymore. Mm-hmm. There's no foo pads. Um, you got to put them on the field. The thing that worries me about Borum uh, when I watch his film or when I study him is like you talked about um, the injury, right? The not being healthy all the time. Uh, and then it's Justin Fields on the field and, and Lucas Patrick is not like a huge, like we got an all pro center. Right, so I don't know where we got better along the offense, right? And we yeah, guys talked true. about last week. You guys took a lot of grief for saying um, the the offense Justin Fields performed bad. The offense performed bad in seven on seven. Uh, my response when I heard that stuff when I was in Florida was, I'm not shocked. They don't have a ton of talent on their offense. Yeah. So when they go against a defense <laughs> and you got a new offense coordinator, a new system, and you're trying to run Aaron Rodgers' offense. It's going to be bumpy at first. Going to have some struggles. Yeah. And, and let me clarify something I said earlier about Fisher because I think it applies to Brown too. Is just I I think at this point, late April, both sides, whether you're the teams or the players who are still free agents, you want to see how the draft plays out first because mm-hmm. you want to you want to see you don't want to sign somewhere and then three days later they draft a left tackle with their first pick. You know what I mean? Right. And you're like, oh, well, why did I sign here? So that's why there's this wave of free agency we keep talking about that is coming here in the next couple of weeks. So just I something think, to keep in mind. I think it was 2009. And no one has more respect for this guy when he was playing than me, but we signed Orlando Pace. Mm-hmm. And uh, Big O is a Hall of Fame left tackle, as good as a left tackle as there was yeah. uh, in the NFL. I think he was second in the Heisman at Ohio State. Anyway, we were doing a drill at Hallis Hall in, I think it was this time of year, April or May. And we were just sliding down the line. And Big O's leg gave up. Mm-hmm. Right? And right there, we knew he wasn't going to make it through the year at left tackle. Right? We didn't have. So that's somewhat of some, maybe, you know, like what Peters did last year was almost amazing. Yeah. Right. He came in like that was that was lucky. That was rolling the dice. You don't know when your body says it's enough. You don't know when it's over. But when it's over, it's over. Mm. Right. So to get them in the camp and make sure you look at them moving around, how they recover from doing O-line drills. Can they recover? Can they get to the next week? Can they play X number of games in a row? Uh, That's the risk you're taking if you don't bring them in until August. 
right? Because you don't. Very true. What yeah. Peter, like, I, I keep trying to explain this to everybody. What Peters did was really impressive. Yeah, unicorn. Right? Just the fact that, like, I said, okay, cool, we signed him. He'll play seven or eight games, and his body will be done. Now, he was, he was fine. He, was, he looked great on film, even late in the year. Right, and he you know, he's playing. Uh, he got hurt in the was it the Green Bay game? Well, or, he got yeah. hurt in Week One too. Right, yeah, but he did. remember late in the year, Tevin went in and left yeah. tackle. Was yeah. that Green Bay? That was Green Bay. Where yeah, yeah, yeah and they left him one on one immediately. Tevin Jenkins one on one. But um, when <laughs> when you remember that, were you screaming at the TV like me? I was screaming. Anyway, I I I, I listen. All right, go in there. Yep. Listen, we're Tevin, gonna run the same exact play call we would have called with listen, the uh, the Hall of Famer. Tevin lined up. <laughs> hey, Adam Diggins. Tevin lined up. And by his body language and the way he looked, I looked at – I was watching again with Lance and Alex, and I said, he's one-on-one. Just by his body language, I knew. So I knew, stupid. like, the play. And I was uh, – anyway, um, just – I would like to see them if – if that is their plan, I'd like to see them bring the, the guy in and take a good look at him. Yeah. Mm. You know what I mean? Make sure he can play all year. Well, and that's why, to be honest, I'm, I'm glad I worked out with Jason Peters last year. But – I, at least I was critical that they even got in that situation and that they were relying because we all knew the the Orlando Pace story too. Right. And mm-hmm. it was like he, when he got banged up in that first game, and that was not his fault. He got rolled up on it. wasn't like a you know his body part gave out. Um, but when even just that happening, I go, well, okay, that's kind of what we expected though. That like yeah, this guy seriously. might only play a couple games. And right. uh, now to his credit, he played a lot more than that and did a phenomenal job. But you can't be counting on that. No, it's no. just not realistic. And um, so we got to keep that in mind. Hey, if you enjoy CHGO, one way to help us continue to grow is to download the PointsBet app. Use code CHGO. I just realized that rhymes. Have you been? Why don't you do that like that every time? I, now you're being critical of how I read my PointsBet app. No, but just, did, you, did just, you realize that rhyme? You're the one not. who usually do, I, does this I, one. I, yeah, you should do it. But you were really excited. I feel like about, you are judgmental, though. You were so excited about doing the Manscaped read, which I is great. <laughs> I just want everybody to know how excited he was about doing I, the Manscaped I lobbied read. to do that That one, we're see? switching some things up, and mm-hmm. that's the first time I've read that sentence, and it rhymes. So, huh. all right. Not only are you going <laughs> to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000, but if you make a $50 more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our great web content. You'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. Any questions, email pointsbet at allchgo.com. We'll help you out. Online sign-up is available in Illinois. You can download that PointsBet app right now. Register your account from start to finish all from your phone. You might as well do it right now as you're hanging out with us if mm-hmm. you haven't done it already. You'll be signing up with the fastest sports book easier than ever so you can start living your bet life in seconds. Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life. Points bet. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. And uh, Olin, even though you, you were gone, like mm-hmm. the people are still wanting the, the ad still reads. Still wanting the reads? So still wanting the reads. We'll get that situated. I think you got to do the Manscaped one. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be great too. That'd as long be great. As you guys stop talking about balls so much, I'll I'll jump in. We we can try. I know, it's just uncomfortable, but that's all right now. <laughs> that's all right. This yeah. is the ball could, cast. This so. is the ball. Yep. Yeah. Chgo uh, balls. Uh, all right. Uh, let me <laughs> let me ask everybody here. Do you want to start your day with a competitive edge? Mm-hmm. Our next partner has a product that I use on a daily basis, and it allows you to do that. It's Athletic Greens, and I wanted to see what the hype was all about, so I started taking them, take them right before my morning workouts, and I could feel the difference. I could see the difference. And with one scoop of Athletic Greens, you are absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day off right. 
The mixture of greens helps your immune system, gives you energy, and improves your focus. And that's why I take my Athletic Greens to help me get through my busy day. What's awesome about Athletic Greens is that it costs you less than $3 a day. So you're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than that cold brew habit. Also, it helps support better sleep quality and recovery, which we all definitely need. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Green is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash chgobears. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash chgobears to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutrition insurance. Do you feel more focused? I do feel great. I don't know. Maybe it's just Monday, start off the week, right? But let's go. I like the Athletic Greens. I've been taking it. Yeah, it's yeah. good. It's good stuff. Good stuff. So. Uh, Jordan had a good question, though. Um, if He wants to know if Olin has a Tommy Bahama drip contract. Ooh. I would take a Tommy Bahama contract. <laughs> yeah. That would be a good guy. I, I don't know if Tom, I don't think Tommy Bahama would take me, but I would take a Tommy Bahama. Now you're there, uh, the Illini, it's got, your mic's kind of blocking it, but you got the Illini. Illini logo on there. One, yeah, I was yeah. down there for the spring game. Ended up in the um, in the store and spent way too much. That has happened. Mm. You have four daughters. It's hard to tell them <laughs> no, but uh, spent way too much money in that. So which is fine, right? I mean. I got two boys on that team, so we, we, we loaded up on our Illinois drip. There you go. I like yeah. it. like it. I like it. Um, all right. We have some draft prospects to break down for you. Olin's first time oh. jumping in on this, yes. which we started when uh, about this. He, he went off to Disney World, which we got to get some Disney stories, too, oh. before we got here. Yes. Yeah, you, but, know, you know who had a great line? Hester. Hester lives right by Disney World. Okay. And he told me. Get the ice tub ready. He's right. He <laughs> <laughs> spent a whole day at Disney, man. You feel like you need the you ice tub after. So oh man. Much. And then you know, it's you know, obviously you you don't want to complain about being at Disneyland, but um it's ninety whatever it is. The and, patience. Uh yeah, well, you know, you got five of them and that it's an odd number, so somebody has to go on with the last one and uh -huh, yeah. ride the rides. But um am I up <laughs> first or how are we doing this? Uh we could go in any order. You don't have to ask you guys this. Yeah. Who is the one – I don't want to take any – I know I'm only here once a week, so I don't want to take any future. <laughs> but um, I have a guy, that's why in my head, that I'm really interested to see where he goes in, okay. in the draft. Do you guys have a guy like that, just one guy, you're excited to see where he ends up and watch his career? Hmm. Uh, I mean, I would say Tyler Lindenbaum mm. because – Yeah, it's a good one. This was a guy that I swear when we were watching – the games in the fall, everyone was like top 10 pick easily. Dominant, right? Now the draft's here, and this is where you got to worry about the smoke that starts getting blown places. But, like, is he really going to fall to the second round? Right. I, I find that hard if, to believe. I wonder if the Vikings and Garrett Bradbury have something to do with that. Because remember to talk about Garrett Bradbury when he came out was almost like Linderbaum. Yeah. Like, he was this outside zone, went to the perfect system, right? Uh, first round pick by the Vikings, and I'll admit and he I hasn't. Like yeah, he hasn't had past like people are worried about Linderbaum, right? As you're coming here and this come up, pass blocking was is has been a problem for him. Anyway, I, w I wonder if that's affected Linderbaum. I will tell you this about Linderbaum, and, and uh, we, we did that. Down, yeah, broke him down the for the, the draft series. Yep, check it out on YouTube. All Wrestlers right. usually figure it out. Yeah. Anyway, real fast. Jordan Davis is okay. a guy I haven't had her talked about a lot for Georgia. Like, where this monster ends up. Like, if he ends up, 
I saw a picture of him in a Chargers jersey. Huh. He ends up with Mac <sighs> and Bosa. Stop. Or can't you just see him? Doesn't he feel like a Raven to you? Yeah. Doesn't that, he feel like one of those Raven guys? Mm-hmm. Haloti Nada, Calais Campbell, Saragusa. They've had all these huge nose guards. Anyway, sorry. Well, I digress. Problem, yeah. yeah, but that, that the, the Ravens draft really well. Yes. They do. So that maybe that's like if if he feels like a Raven, that means he's probably a good player. Yeah, <laughs> probably. That's true. That's I'll just say Chris Olave real quick because mm-hmm. if he goes to the Packers. My goodness, Bears, this chat will just lose itself. So um, I'll just go with Chris Olave and wherever he ends up. We'll be live Thursday night, by the way, when the Packers make their picks. Gosh, that's going to be so, so – Yeah, it's going to be interesting. If that happens, this will be the place for you to come commiserate. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, since you haven't been here, Olin, why don't you lead us off? Right. We can go – we can really do any order, but why don't you go with your guy okay. uh, and who you want to talk about today? I, I want to talk about kind of a guy who probably undrafted or late pick. Um, The Bears went after his brother, uh, Brian Allen. Not a lot of good, pure centers in this draft. We just talked about Linderbaum, who is the number one center in this draft. But Matt Allen from Michigan State, as you can see here, four-year letter winner, played 44 career games. Interesting guy because um, leader, right, gets Mm -hmm. after people. Uh, We just talked about Linderbaum being a wrestler. He is uh, the Illinois heavyweight state champ, which is no small feat. Uh, understands scheme, understands making calls, uh, will lead your line for years. Just a guy I, I'm interested to see develop. Um, full disclosure, uh, he, he trains with me in my gym sometimes, so obviously mm-hmm. I'm going to give him a little publicity here. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, but but a good guy and a guy you can see a team getting and saying, well, uh, we can plug him in and use him. We can, we can use a guy who's a pure center, who can make calls, get everybody moving in the right direction because rare is the quarterback who can make all the calls and recognize the blitzes. So guys who are pure centers become extremely important. I like that. Well, they didn't get his brother, so maybe they can make <laughs> up for it. Yeah, by grabbing so Matt Allen. I'll go next here, and I think this, Adam, if I'm not mistaken, is the first running back that we've had on our little profiles that we've been doing here at CHGO Bears. So I'm going with Zamir White from Georgia, a guy that you put on the, the film, put on the tape, physical Olin white finishes runs good with his pad level and kind of just it looks like the enforcer out there and his nickname is Zeus so I think it's all fitting for how he his style was of that play is. was that the guy you put on Twitter that was the guy I put on Audition, Twitter. man yeah, yeah angry runs Deng- definitely an angry runs uh person that could definitely be on there next season but great vision um you see him he's played in different kind of schemes in at Georgia so he knows how to identify you know, running lanes and how to set up blocks and get that jump cut going to, you know, maximize his um, running potential. But also he's a willing blocker. So I think that's something that a lot of college running backs, that's the one area that you really want to see him improve. He's done that at Georgia. The only thing, though, he's only had 17 career receptions there. Um, His teammate, James Cook, got a lot of the receptions. So you need to see him work on that area of his game. But projecting that fourth or fifth round, the Bears do have a couple of fifth-round draft picks. So they want to get a running back. Maybe Zamir White would be the guy. I feel like we've broken down a Georgia player every day. Like, There's so many. Unbelievable of them. program Stacked. right now. Stacked. It's just stupid. Like their entire <laughs> team is going to be in the NFL. Um, one quick thing, not necessarily regarded to the player you just talked about, but just in scouting running backs, because you mentioned there at the end that he doesn't have a whole lot of receptions. Mm-hmm. It is key to actually look at how running backs do catch the ball. Yeah. Sometimes they are unfairly knocked coming out for not being able to catch just because people look at their stat sheet and they don't mm-hmm. see a lot of catches. Um, 
Melvin Gordon was like that at Wisconsin. For whatever reason, like the years he was there, they didn't mm-hmm. use him a lot. And You're saying um, like you have to get there and see him run routes, right. catch like, the ball. So, so Melvin, I obviously just knew well because being a Wisconsin fan – but, like, I knew he could catch the ball because mm-hmm. every time they asked him to do it, he, he do would it. catch it and run and it'd be fine. But the problem is, for whatever reason, they didn't have him do it a lot. And so yeah. he came out with this knock that he can't catch. And I'm like, if the right team drafts him, puts him in an offense where he's going to have to catch the ball, he's going to be just fine. And that turned out to be the case. So that's that's the thing. Like, And, and that goes for all positions. Like, I mean, That's why we talk about scheme and why it matters. Like, Some guys don't always end up in college doing the right things True. that what they develop into – and that's another reason why this is so hard. Same thing we were talking about with Jerry Angelo earlier, uh, when we could hear him, was you know how you figure out character and what, right? You know yeah. how a guy's going to mature. No one really knows, but that's why this is really, really hard. I think that's why it's it's, it's important. As much film as there is, it, I guess you know you wonder how hard it was with COVID. Oh, because yeah, yeah. it's got to be important to get there. Get in a room with these guys, right, and, and test them and talk to them and see them, like you're saying, um, confirm the things you see on film, right? Okay, let me – I see this on film. Now let me see you do it. Mm-hmm. True. Yep. You know what I mean? So it's an interesting point. Just because they're not doing it doesn't mean they can't. Yes. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, okay, I'm going to stick to the Big Ten because clearly that's the guys I know the best. Um Jaquan Brisker, the safety. Mm. We haven't talked a lot about safeties. We had a few, mm-hmm. few here and there. Um, but good player who really has developed well as a guy who could play either safety position. And I think at the start of his career, he was more of a box safety. And the more and more he developed, really became a guy who was good against the run and the pass. So I think he'd be a good fit for the defense. Love the fact he did not have a penalty the last two seasons. And when you start talking to a guy who played three years, got his hands on 19 footballs, pass defended, two interceptions. Um, you know, I like guys who find the football, especially yeah. in the secondary, right? Especially at that safety position. Tough situation, too. We've heard about, uh, I think it came from Kevin Fishbane's story, the idea of how Ryan Poles like these players who have dealt with resiliency. Mm-hmm. His brother... Was you better give Fishbane his credit when he writes something. From what I see, I <laughs> okay. So hey, Fish, Fish, we He's don't take that. We always credit you here. Yes, absolutely. We give him. We got to give you the love. But it's interesting. Like a safety is a guy you're looking for here. Like it's a guy. Like I've been searching his draft for because when you look at this defense over the years, John Lynch, Mike Brown, Bob Sanders. There's always that guy, right? And you want to see someone who you can fit with Eddie and unlock Eddie, yep. right? So, like, if you can get, a, a like, a let's say a coach on the field back there and, and a hard-hitting box safety and just let Eddie roam, I, th- I think it'd be a perfect fit. But uh, uh, safety is a position I, I kind of been – I don't think they can use that second, third day, second, third round pick on. Mm-hmm. But on maybe the two fifth-round picks, you're kind of thinking, is there a safety there sure. that they like? And Brisker's a guy that's going to go in the second round, I think. So oh, you, okay. you'd have to use that second round pick. And well, if you take him in the second round, I know lineman Ryan. I'm, we're going to talk about oh, you talk. and your O line credibility. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> love it. I love it. Um, just a final note on Brisker and just resiliency. So the more, uh, by the way, I got to give Dane Brugler credit because like a lot of this stuff comes. Some 
Kevin, Kata, can you grab the beast that's over there? You know what I'm talking mm -hmm. about? The book. I think it's over on that couch if you want. I just want to hold it up for people to see because Dane Brugler does an unbelievable job with that's the beast, amazing. the draft guide. And a lot of the stuff we're talking about is coming from him. So talking about giving credit, we need to do that. Um, it's right here. But this is one of the many nuggets that you get in the beast, which is just an look how thick this is if you're watching too. on YouTube. Gosh. Every single prospect. It's like my fisheries one-on-one class. I the amount of detail. College. It's insane. So Unreal. I want to give Dane. You got to spend the whole year working on it's this thing. some weight to it. We get, yeah. It's <laughs> a, you can start looking like Olin if you keep using yeah, this all weekend. Yeah, very true. Um, <laughs> hey, uh, but so Brisker is a perfect example. He ended up going to the junior college route to begin with. And you read in here, oh, he wasn't focused on his grades. That wasn't important to him. Then you find out his brother was shot and killed. Oh, boy. When he was in high school. That's yeah. what I'm saying about the draft week, right? Like, so many amazing stories. Oh, week. absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's a fun week, man. It really is. Like, if my brother was shot and killed in high school, I probably wouldn't care about grades either. You know what That's I mean? True. So yeah. it, it, then you read that his teammates at Penn State say he's the ultimate leader. Nobody works harder than him. And you see a guy there. We talked about this last week, Nick. I like guys that from high school to, like, the draft, you're on this trajectory. Mm -hmm. Even, you know, there's going to be ups and downs. But when we talked about uh, the Clemson wide receiver last week, and it was like he seemed to peak mm -hmm. as a freshman. And then some of it's injuries or whatever. But whatever, it's that's risky to me. I like guys that are still going like this. And Brisker seems to be one of those guys who's dealt with resiliency and is still ascending. You know, to your point, a lot of times – People will ask former NFL players, what do you think is one of the most important attributes to be an NFL player? And here's, here's something a lot of people don't know NFL guys deal with. Uh, you have to learn to deal with absolutely getting your ass kicked. Because most, most guys, when you get there, it's never happened before. You have never failed that much on a football field. Uh, I, like to, I like to say percentage-wise, pro bowlers probably win – 70% 70, 70 of the time. That means 30% of the time you're getting your ass handed to you, right? And you usually come out of college, maybe you lost one to two plays mm -hmm. the whole year, right? Because you face an NFL guy maybe once in your season, yeah, right? You don't face a guy every week. So um, like you guys are talking about, resiliency, but also the ability to, to say, okay, I just got to keep – Adam had it perfect. And really, I take Adam's hand and go like, right, like just – Keep moving Gradually. in this direction is a hard thing to do in the NFL. And the guys who can do that usually end up being successful. They stay in the league for a long yep. time. Yep. Yeah. Um, well, speaking of resiliency and uh, fighting through things, you know, Olin Krutz back. You, <laughs> Disney World, man. <laughs> that, you need some resiliency. You got you to be resilient at Disney World. <laughs> look at, look, yes. look at that. I is. mean, that's a live look at Olin last that, week. That, that was. That was me. When you have four daughters, anything is possible. <laughs> Uh, when they put it on your head, you don't take it off. Um, I love it. It was tough, man. It, it, Disney, you know, you walk all day. Uh, my six-year-old still thinks she belongs in a stroller, so oh, you got to push yeah. the stroller. It's, be uh, it's better than carrying her, right? It's, it's better than carrying true, her. True. But um, if you get your popcorn and your turkey leg and, uh, you know, drink a hundred Diet Cokes and whatever else you get your hand on. And in uh, Harry Potter world, Ooh. they have the witch's, the witch's brew, which is – Basically, um, an IPA. So you get some of those, nice. get yourself through the day. See, I didn't really get to experience. We went to Disney a lot as a kid, but I haven't really been there since I was, I'm an adult now. Yeah. And 
like when I was a kid, oh, you're going go, soon. You got seven, right? Seven. Well, so yeah, we'll get there soon. We yeah. have to. But like, I remember going through Epcot, like all the countries, and like I actually liked that as a kid. Right. But as an adult now, I'm going. I don't understand why my parents want to come here all the time. They probably just got a you're beverage drinking. in yeah, every oh, yeah, single. Yeah, yeah. Every yeah. single. You have country. to try each country's <laughs> drink, right? Yeah. And, see, and see if you can make it out to the car. That's. <laughs> the, but they got all the trams, and yeah. we're not. You're not drinking and driving, and you're good. But, um, it, it, it's a. Uh, uh, it's exercise, man. Especially when you got, you know, I had still had five, our, our sixth one is in college, so, but but uh, it, it's some work. I've never been. I've never been. I was like a Six Flags kid growing up. So oh, we that's were, cool we're like 10, 10 minutes away from Six Flags. So Disney Disneyland's definitely on we the, on do the a bucket show list. outing to Six Flags. I love Great America. Yeah, Great America's you great. You do roller coasters, Owen? I do just because I'm forced onto the roller coaster <laughs> to ride with my young kids and, um, but, I always blame my daughters for all the swearing, but it's usually me swearing. <laughs> so I say, why were you swearing a ride? But it's me. But uh, to be honest, once they're older, probably not. Probably okay. won't get on a roller coaster again. Fair enough. There's 3D now. Ones. You gotta, they're different now. Ooh. So now there's 3D, 4D, right? Like, like you can smell the food that they're showing. So, and then you actually get like motion sickness. So oh, you got to wow. be careful in all these Ooh. rides now, right? Because now it's like, you know, Kong is in your face breathing on you. Um, I can't smell good. Some alien gets killed, head chopped off, and the water flies on you. Oh, wow. So it's all different. There was a roller coaster I went on last year at Six Flags that went like, I don't, I don't remember what it's called, the Joker or something? Oh, something the Joker, like yeah. It yep. keeps yep. flipping and flipping. Yeah. And there was one point where I swear I almost hit my feet on the bar, <laughs> and I got off the ride, and okay. there was actually a height That's what match. happens when you're 6'3". No, but that, <laughs> that's the thing, though. I was actually over the height limit. It wasn't supposed to be. I'm well, like, you supposed to be on the ride? I'm like, who was, who, someone should have told me not to get on the ride. Wow. I tell you what, that giant drop is something there. Oh, though. I hate that the giant, giant drop. drop is something. <laughs> Cannot there do it. Yeah. Uh, mm. that, that, those roller coasters, some of them are a little, they have a new one now at um, Universal Studios in Florida. It's called the Raptor. And I just looked small, at it, cool. and my son James is like, Dad, you want to go on? I go, I'll be here. I'll be right <laughs> here. You. How I will protect the stroller. Somebody <laughs> has to. Somebody has That's to. Great. Hey, uh, well, you're, we're glad you're back. Yep, Big week back. with the draft. Olin's going to be here later on uh, in the week, shutting it down on, you know, we're going to have the draft covered. Trust me, it's going to be awesome. Uh, Want to give a shout-out to, to our fans that came out Friday night for the watch party. It's too bad the Bulls didn't show up, but you guys did, and we had a couple from the Bears show that were like, hey, mm-hmm. man, yeah, we were in our, our Bulls gear, but we came here for, for the Bears crew. So I mm-hmm. uh, appreciate those guys that came out. Awesome time. Uh, I know I had a good time. CHGO takeover. Yeah. Hey, it's continuing. Hey, we're gonna Joey, going. what's going on? Yeah, Joey was uh, – uh, yep, Joey was there, and we appreciated. it. We had a good time. You it know, was a good time. Thing. So. When 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 games go bad, I didn't have as good of a time watching the White Sox yesterday blow the game when I was at home by myself. That's not as much fun. That's when you start wanting to throw throw things at your TV, which is not <laughs> wise. I do not recommend that. Uh, follow us on Twitter. We're here at Adam Hogue, at Nicholas Moriano, at Olin underscore Crutes, at CHGO underscore Sports, and underscore Bears. We got you fully covered. Make sure you're hitting that subscribe button. Hit the notifications. Please rate and review the podcast if you listen to us that way. We appreciate you guys. We'll be back tomorrow. What are we, like, late? I think we have an afternoon show tomorrow. 3 o'clock, I want to say, uh, because Ryan Poles talks right. to the media. Mm. Brian Piccolo Award tomorrow, so we're going to have Ooh. all that covered from House Hall. We'll I wonder come back who has the, the most Brian Piccolos all time. Ooh. Maybe. It's possible. Okay. Mm. It's possible. Trivia. Wow. Trivia. That's, that's actually pretty <laughs> impressive. That, that award... Means a lot. It does.
And then they only offered you fifteen dollars an hour after that's the crazy. Well, like, you have to again hell? go back to all the contracts. <laughs> There's actually forty plus million there somewhere. <laughs> okay, yeah, let's average that over the hours. We'll figure out the credit. It all number. averages out. <laughs> we'll talk to you guys tomorrow. <laughs>